It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, we will hear from the NBA's MVP, Paul George. Okay, maybe Paul George isn't the MVP just yet, but last night, his teammates did everything they could to make sure that Paul George moved ahead of Giannis Antetokounmpo in that discussion And that's where we will begin segment number one, because there's always been this speculation that the Thunder play down to their competition. I'm not inclined to disagree with that, but I am going to tell you, I think there's something more to it. I, I, I don't think it's necessarily just playing down to your competition. There's something more with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, we'll hear from Billy Donovan in segment number one. We will hear from Nerland's Noel about the Thunder defense. In segment number two today, Billy Donovan said something last night that raised some eyebrows when it came to the Alex Abrina situation about whether or not he would be playing, wouldn't be playing last night. Could he play in the G League? We'll play that audio for you. You'll get to hear Paul George's post-game press conference in his entirety, or in its entirety. Why? Because, well, again, like we already said, he's the NBA MVP. No, um, Paul's just... uh, Great guy to listen to. So you get a chance to hear some of Paul George's stuff. And then finally, we close things out today talking about Kevin Durant and his return to Oklahoma City for the Nick Collison jersey retirement. 
And if you didn't read the uh, Woj article on this, there's something that Gene Warjanowski said in the last part of that column, of that, or actually of that article, that needs to be discussed. Because my mind went someplace, he threw water on it, so what exactly is this all about? And what does it mean for us here in Oklahoma City as I think in a lot of ways we're still trying to get past Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City and what does it ultimately take to do that? This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK. I have been lucky enough to cover the Thunder for five years I am a credentialed member of the media. If you like what you hear, ask your smart speaker to play the Locked on Thunder podcast just by saying, Alexa, play Locked on Thunder podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast. We also have LockedOnThunder.com. You can subscribe to the podcast there, get it every day in your inbox, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as well. So the Thunder get a huge win last night. They have now won five straight after they knocked off the Milwaukee Bucks. And the most impressive thing about last night's game was the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo was held more than in check for the better part of the game. Now granted, he still got his double-double, which just goes to show you how phenomenal of a player that Giannis is. But for the better part or actually for the entire first half. Remember the entire first half, Giannis only had five points. That's it, five. And every one of those came from the charity stripe. And he didn't get his first field goal until the third quarter last night. So it didn't matter if it was Jeremy Grant. It didn't matter if it was Nerlens Noel coming over to help. This team was motivated to make sure that Giannis was going to have to work for every single thing that he got. On the other end, Paul George went off last night for a double-double himself, getting 36 points. And the Thunder, we've always said, myself included on this, when I say we, I'm talking about the media, the fans, everybody. We've always said that the Thunder have this really bad habit of playing down to their competition. It's not so much that the Thunder are playing down to their competition. It's just that the Thunder need something to play for. And when Anthony Davis is on the bench, when LeBron James isn't suited up for the Los Angeles Lakers, when the Sacramento Kings come to town or the Phoenix Suns, the Thunder go out and a lot of times give you a listless performance because they just don't have that that one thing that can unify them to play a really good basketball game. Now, last time Thunder played Phoenix... The unifying factor was Paul George was out. Russell Westbrook knew he needed to pick it up, and so did everyone else. And that's why they played a good game against the Phoenix Suns. Last night, this wasn't just about winning five games. This wasn't just about sending a message to the top team in the Eastern Conference that, hey, if you cross us in the finals, you're in for a battle. It was about helping PG get over the hump against Giannis for the MVP race. And that's why you saw the Thunder play such incredible defense last night, which makes me think that tomorrow's game against the Orlando Magic, we're probably going to be pulling our hair out the majority of that game because the Thunder are going to struggle because what the hell threat did the Orlando Magic bring to the Oklahoma City Thunder and what is there to really play for? On the bright side, 
We know what the Thunder are capable of, and Billy Donovan talked about that last night after the game. Um, Jeremy did a great job. You know, he, he kept his body in between him and the basket. You know, Jeremy's very long, too. You know, I know Giannis has got great length, but Jeremy's a very long player, too. And he did a good job of staying in between him uh, and the basket. Um, and I think when we got into some tough situations where we needed some help to converge down on him, um, you know, we were able to do that. I mean, he was 0 for 6 in the first half. I didn't think that was going to continue in the second half. He was going to find some ways to get some points and get some ways to put the ball in the basket. But, you know, overall, I thought our team help on him was good um, where he just wasn't freely playing, you know, one-on-one -on -one at the front of the rim. Yeah, I think Neurons a couple times wasn't on him in that first half, and then he came over and had a couple great shot blocks and, and altered some shots around the basket. Then there was some times he was individually caught on him. Like I said, I think... Um, with a player like Giannis, who's you know multi-dimensional and does so many different things, you know he's not obviously uh, shooting the ball percentage-wise this year great from the three-point line when you look at his numbers. But you know he made three or four tonight. It shows to, to his versatility and what he can do. But I think that our guys, um, whether it was Nerlens, Jeremy, Patrick, Stephen, everybody, you know, had a hand in you know trying to just make it as hard as we possibly could for him, you know, tonight for for most of the game. Is it wrong? Is it wrong to ask the basketball gods for a Milwaukee, Oklahoma City NBA Finals? Is is that wrong? Am I the only one that wants that? Now, granted, it would be heart wrenching for me because I have a friend that coaches for the Milwaukee Bucks and Darvin Ham. And uh, Darvin, it was good seeing you last night. If you're listening to this podcast, and I know you are because you know all about it. Um, but no, I that. It's going to be hard. It would be hard for me to root against Darvin because I want to see him win an NBA Finals. But at the same time, and by the way, I'll dust that name off that I uh, I dropped there. So then I just put it back in my pocket. But at the same time, come on, it's the Thunder. And I want nothing more than the Thunder to win a championship. And the only problem, the only problem that you're going to have is if it's somehow it is Milwaukee and Oklahoma City that end up in the Finals. And I'm not saying that it is or it isn't. But I think you're going to have a lot of people throw fits about the fact that it's two of the smallest markets in the NBA and people aren't going to watch. I say bull crap. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry not to be a little bit more forthright in that. I am calling BS on that. The reason I am is because you've got Giannis. You've got Paul George. You've got Russell Westbrook. You've got guys like Chris Middleton. You've got some really exciting players and two really good teams that I honestly believe that in the NBA, because it's such a player-driven league, that a Milwaukee-Oklahoma City Finals, while it may not be the highest-rated finals in NBA history, would still be one that would draw significant interest from the fans because you'd want to see these guys on the court together. Maybe I'm wrong. I also think the Thunder would figure out a way to play good defense for seven games because I have no doubt it would go seven. And one of the key guys in that would be Nerlens Noel. There's communication. You know, I think guys locked in, you know, especially tonight, you know, we've been trying to, you know, get back to our identity of, you know, being that defensive first team that, you know, can get out on the break and just, you know, finish and et cetera. So, you know, tonight was a great job. You know, guys like Russ and P and, you know, Steve-O, you know, they really give me a you know, boost of confidence when I'm out there and, um, you know, just communicating and let me know. Just be aggressive, play play your game and be yourself. Is that What did you notice about the transition defense as well? They really weren't able to get out and run at all on you guys. Yeah, they wasn't. You know, the team was just, you know, communication was at a, 
you know, primary tonight. You know, we was out there, and you know, guys like JG um, did a fantastic job as well. Abdul, uh, you know, guys off the bench, guys are ready tonight, and you know, we came to execute on the defensive end and made it tough because we know they're, you know, a team that can live in the paint, but you know, spray out for three. So, you know, we went over the game plan and we executed that. Not full enough to ask for this defensive performance every single night of the year, but I did ask Paul George, and you'll get to hear it coming up in the next segment, if this was the best defensive performance that the Thunder had all season long, and I certainly think it was, considering who the competition was and what the Thunder were able to do to the competition. Still turned out to be a little bit of a nail-biter of a game, but... Hey, man, that's a really good basketball team Oklahoma City went out and beat, but I don't think there's any doubt that this was the best performance defensively that the Thunder have given us all year long. Coming up next, you'll hear from Paul George. Plus, what did Billy Donovan say to raise our eyebrows when it came to Alex Sabrinas? It's all right here on Locked on Thunder. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I know you've got a smart speaker because everyone does. And, um, well, just in case you don't, hey, still listen to this because this may make you want to invest in a smart speaker. But if you have uh, the Alexa, which we have at our house, just say, Alexa, play Locked On Sooners podcast. Or if you have one of the Google smart speakers, say, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder podcast. Both of them are there. They're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're your team every day. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast and any podcast in the Locked On Podcast Network just by going to LockedOnPodcast.com. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast. I am Eric G. It's been a little over a month since Alex Abrinas has played any basketball at all for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Last night, of course, Billy Donovan was asked, you know, what's Alex Sabrina's status? And it was, you know, hey, Alex is going to dress. Alex is not going to play. And then Eric Horn asked Billy Donovan if there was a rule, could Alex Sabrina's play in the G League before he comes back? And Billy Donovan raised some, some eyebrows when he had this response. He's not in a position to play right now. It's got nothing to do with the G League or us right now. More than anything else, it's been good to have him back to be active to be on the team I think I've been you know as open as I can about um, you know when he's been active of whether or not we're going to play him and how we're going to use him on a particular night so it's not even about him playing or going to the G League um, he's just not in the position to play right now and yeah you've been open about when he's going to play and when he's not going to play but you've not been open about what's going on with Alex Sabrinas and all that does is lead to speculation, and my speculation right now, fair or not, is that somehow Alex Abrinas got himself into the doghouse, and that could be totally wrong. I mean, that really honestly could just be totally wrong, so take that with a grain of salt. I know it's out there, whatever the situation, but I I, I don't want to say anything that would, that would lead you to believe that I'm throwing the organization or Alex under the bus. I just, it's so weird that if, he's healthy enough to play 
why isn't he playing? And if this personal issue that he's worked through is good enough for him to be around the team, wouldn't it be good if he could be on the court? And I, look, man, I, I can't even... I, I could draw all sorts of lines. I've got theory after theory, and that's nothing more than theory, but it does make me scratch my head more to say, okay, well, no, he's just not in a position to play. Well, what does that mean? What does it mean that he's not in position to play? Does it mean that he's not good enough to play right now? He's not mentally ready to play right now? That you don't think he's good enough playing? What does that mean that he's not in position to play? And if you follow that up with Billy Donovan, I think he's just going to repeat that right now because the Thunder are playing this one really close to the vest. Also, Billy Donovan saying last night that there's no timetable right now for Andre Robertson's return. I still don't think we'll see Andre Robertson this year. There are some that think that you will see Andre Robertson in the playoffs. I'm just not going down that road. I will go down the PG road and let you listen to PG. And here's what Paul George had to say about his night and the Thunder's night after the Thunder's win over Milwaukee. Balance there, two straight possessions where you take me through the, the dunk and then the, uh, the post-up three-pointer. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just saw it laying on the dunk. Um, and then uh, I knew the time was winding down on the three. Um, all night I was getting myself in trouble. Um, and, you know, I got a smaller guy on me, just shoot over top. Uh, just took advantage of that. Over your career, have you been able to use those post-ups further and further out on the floor? I mean, there's not that many guys that are taking those basically standstill three-pointers the way that you are. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, end of the day, um, I have length over him, so he can't contest it. Um, just, you know, back him up and uh, put him on his heels and get the shot I want. Well, you said you saw a lane on the dunk, but at the end of the lane is a pretty big barrier to dunking. Did you know you had to, to bring it a little bit down there? Yeah, yeah, I saw him pull over late. Um, and, I mean, he's he's a guy that's going to make a play at the rim. Um, you know, so any floaters or anything like that. Uh, he's going to try to block, so um, Jeremy Grant's available at that point, got to go aggressive at the rim. What do you like the way, just how the team's played these last two, three weeks? Last what? Last two weeks. Is what, what have you liked? Uh, <coughs> uh, we're playing good. We're playing some good basketball. Uh, we've been challenged against good teams. Uh, you know, I think we don't have an easy uh, schedule closing. Uh, so, you know, we... I just like the focus that we brought to every game. Um, and our detail has been really sharp um, going down the stretch. Got this road trip coming up. What do you want to see? Continue this on. You know, continue this on. Um, you know, again, Orlando's been playing pretty well. Uh, Miami's um, a good team at home. Um, you know, it's going to be a rough one. Then we got Boston. I don't know. I think of back to back, right? No. Oh. Well, <laughs> that game in Boston, that's going to be tough. So. It's an afternoon game. Uh, oh, that messed me up a little bit. Um, yeah, that's, but that's going to be a tough one, too. So um, this road trip won't be easy at all. I'm happy we had a good um, you know, homestand and um, get ready for what's to come. Well, Milwaukee can really, they really move the ball and they can whip it around. There were a couple of possessions tonight where they really moved it, and you guys were there on every catch of closeouts, really dialed in, the rotations were good. What does it take? to be doing that in the second half of the game just to keep doing it over and over against those guys? Um, I think, you know, we're we just sharp. We're just sharp when we know the, the, the competition level. Uh, we know that we we got to be on our A game because of 
personnel and the guys that are out there can really fill it up and make plays. Uh, we were sharp. We rotated. We helped. Uh, that's what our defense is when we're number one. Is this the best defensive performance that you guys have had this entire year as a team? Um, that's hard to say, you know, but I thought tonight we did do an excellent job of shrinking the floor and flying out to their shooters. Um, we did a little bit of everything, and uh, it was enough for us to win. How hard is it to replicate just throughout the rest of the year to have this kind of intensity and this kind of success? It takes, it, it, I mean, it just takes a, a good level of of a connection um, through the whole team uh, that everybody's going to help. Everybody's going to be in position. Um, might get beat off the dribble, but we got to pull over, and, and the next man has to be there. And, you know, when that guy goes to rotate, the next guy got to be there. So uh, it just takes a lot of energy. It takes a, good, a great deal of focus. But, um, you know, again, when we locked in like that, uh, you're going to get results of, of tonight. Paul, you obviously bring a lot of both ends of the floor every night, but do you take even maybe more pride on what you do on the defensive side and how you've been able to sustain that for such a, a long period of time? Yeah, I mean, I, I take pride. I just take pride of, of being on the court and, and being able to just be a ball player. Um, in both ends, you know, I take pride in that. Um, I don't consider myself a good offensive player. I don't consider myself a good defensive player. Uh, I just consider myself a good basketball player. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to compete. Um, you know, it's just what it comes down to. I think, um, you know, <clears throat> that's really what measures um, a guy, I think, is his level, level of competitiveness. And um, is he willing to compete? And, um, you know, competing comes with playing hard. So there are some scores in the league you don't have as much responsibility defensively as you do. You don't ever look at those guys and think, well, that would be nice. Um, no, honestly, um, I, don't, I don't even know how to approach a game like that um, because, you know, they go hand in hand for me. My defense plays into my offense and vice versa. Um, I know when I'm locked in offensively when my defense is, is solid. Um, and, and, again, it's back and forth. You know, I know offensively I'm in a good, good rhythm defensively uh, with my shot and the flow is going good for me. So it, it goes hand in hand. It's different for different guys. Some guys don't have to play defense. And some guys can hide within the defense. Um, yeah, that's, that's another story. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Just in case you were wondering, yes, uh, Eric Horn did go talk to Jeremy Grant. Not everyone just stayed with with uh, Paul George. If you were wondering if Grant was going to be lonely, uh, no, he wasn't. And kudos to Russell Westbrook for pulling off the pistachio green uh, wide brim hat last night again, proving once again that he is the coolest person in the world. And coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we'll talk about some a category that Russell Westbrook is in that only two other NBA players are in. Just stew on that just a bit. And coming up next, what does it mean? Kevin Durant's coming back, but what shouldn't we be thinking that it means that's next? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
This is the Locked On Thunder podcast, your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. If you have an Alexa, say Alexa, play Locked On Thunder podcast. If you have Google, say, hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder podcast. And don't forget about Locked On Sooners. We've got you covered with uh, all the big teams here in the state of Oklahoma. So thank you very much uh, for everybody to support these podcasts. Hey, don't th- I know I said that there's going to be some Oklahoma State fan who's listening like, dude, you're you're, you're no. I'm just hey man, I they want me to do locked on pokes. I'll be more than glad to do locked on pokes. Three podcasts today. Why not? <laughs> I can split my time between Oklahoma City, Norman, and Stillwater. Actually, Stillwater is a very cool place. Um, would be more than glad to do it. But that that's just me volunteering for more work. All right, enough of that. Um, Let's talk about Kevin Durant coming back to Oklahoma City and what that means for Oklahoma City Thunder fans. Honestly, it doesn't really mean a whole hell of a lot. The only big question is just how Thunder fans are going to treat him. I would think, just guessing, one, Nick Collison probably wanted him back, and I would think Thunder fans, out of respect to Nick Collison, were probably going to be pretty respectful that night, even if they don't want to be. But Adrian Wojnarowski says that we should not think that this is opening the door for Kevin Durant to come back to Oklahoma City because Kevin Durant's moved on from OKC and the Thunder have moved on from him, which I can buy. Now, have the fans moved on? The answer to that is no. You don't think about it as much. You don't talk about it as much. I know we don't bring it up as much here on this podcast, although it seems to come up at least few podcasts so it's still there it's still kind of a raw nerve and the only way Oklahoma City is ever fully going to be able to move on from this is when they win a championship without Kevin Durant if the Thunder can hoist the O'Brien trophy in the next three years and Kevin Durant not be a part of it then Thunder fans will be over it especially if Paul George Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams are all a part of it it will feel really good. And honestly, that would be the best way to win a championship is to have that big three win a championship versus any other messed up combination that could could be here. But I would just guess that if Kevin Durant wanted to come back, A, I think there's a lot of Thunder fans that would welcome him back if he could help them win, and B, I think if the organization wants it to happen, it'll happen. Everybody will figure out a way. Now, salary cap-wise, you're talking about moving an awful lot of parts. And you do that, you may not be good enough to win. You might only have three players on the team. But there's a lot there. Coming up tomorrow on the Locked on Thunder podcast, we'll talk about Anthony Davis demanding a trade. Ultimately, what does that mean for the Western Conference? And, of course, what it means for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you will get to hear from Russell Westbrook ahead of tomorrow's game with Orlando. And until then... May God bless you and your family. Be excellent to each other. Everybody love everybody in peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 